Hello introverts, welcome to the INFP podcast. My name is Vicky and I am an INFP and I'm your host. I am forever searching for my thing, my way to express and contribute to the world, always introspecting and wanting to know more about myself and the world around me. If you are here, then you probably feel the same way. In this podcast, I explore and share my thoughts and feelings around navigating life as an INFP. I talk about topics around creativity, productivity, parenting, business, and more. If this sounds like your thing, then grab a drink and a snack and sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today I want to talk a bit about introverted sensing or SI for short. So if you are an INFP, you would know that this function is our tertiary function and is not as mature or developed as our first two functions. However, I believe I have over relied on it in the past, especially when I was younger and as a child of an ISFJ where introverted sensing comes naturally to them, I grew up believing that I was okay at schedules and routines okay at attention to detail and remembering details but I wasn't great at them and that meant that I well for me I thought that meant I had to try harder or it took more effort to match these traits I saw in others who from what I would learn later used introverted sensing further up the stack than where mine is I grew up feeling that I had a vague sense of what needed to be done or a vague idea of topics and concepts, but found the nitty gritty details would be really hard for me to capture and remember and refer back to. Um, But of course, once I learned about personality type, I learned why I found it hard to maintain a sense of routine without becoming bored or um, found it hard to be really detail oriented or not so great at remembering the details. And I found a sense of like, aha, right, a sense of peace, a sense of self-acceptance when I learned this. So this is why I feel the way I do and see things the way I do. That's what I learned. And that's, you know, that's why I found it so hard to match those around me that use this function more maturely. So it was really quite a revelation for me to find out about my type and where introverted sensing fit in with my stack. Um, But as I've grown a bit older, I'm 37 now, um, I've taken a moment to look at how introverted sensing has evolved and matured as I have also matured. Since I stopped really trying to improve and rely on SI too much, I have allowed this function to be itself without forcing, um, but also trying to be aware of when I am leaning into it too much as well. So what I mean is I've stopped expecting SI to serve me in a way and at a level that it cannot. I have more compassion for it and I don't feel that not good enough feeling because Um, It isn't higher up the cognitive stack, so I don't, I feel less pressure for it to be, uh, you know, working at a much mature, you know, from a much more mature place than it does. Um, I've tried to maintain the awareness of when I'm caught in a loop too of introverted feeling and introverted sensing. So one of those loops, and I've tried to intentionally step into my um, auxiliary function or the extroverted intuition instead 
to try and break that loop. And I will say though that although um, I noticed shortly after learning about type that I had this um, resentful and I suppose a feeling of dismissing and abandoning the SI function, I realized that I didn't want to own this part of me. I felt like it should not be in you know in my stack and I should not rely on it ever or be working from that place ever and I think it was because I learned that as an INFP I thrive on the extroverted intuition and it felt like to me that SI was like kind of like a party pooper all about structure and routine but um, really but really though if I think about it SI does bring me a lot of joy and playfulness and feelings of safety and security if I allow it to just be itself as you know the third function so um here we go I'm just going to talk about some of the things now that SI brings me and serves me or how it serves me or how it has evolved um, and what it has evolved into as it matures with me so the first thing I wrote down was that um, I enjoy familiar thoughts, feelings, and experiences. I really love to revisit thoughts that give me a certain feeling. I know if I have that thought, whatever that particular one might be, I will feel the feeling that goes along with that thought. Um, this can look like thinking about a fiction story I formulated in my own imagination and the feelings and imagery that come up when I listen to certain songs. Um, it's not like that I revisit real memories all that much. I don't think I ever really do that very often. Uh, but instead, I immerse myself in the imaginary world of storytelling or creativity, such as a book I have read or am reading something I've watched um, or something I've created myself and I often stick to familiar genres of music and television shows too um, however um, so I can get that feeling of novelty and newness but within a familiar context so it's like the SI provides a container and allows me to anticipate um and have expectations and anticipate what might happen, but also allowing a sense of newness or surprise <clears throat> within that um, within that um, container, either through a brand new series within you know if I'm watching a genre a new series, or um, you know a band or a musician that I really like listening to their new songs. Uh, my biggest examples though were that I can talk about are K-drama and K-pop, which I talked about last time too. <clears throat> um, so I talked about my love of this genre last episode, <laughs> but it's a perfect example of an SI-like container with novelty and surprise within. So here the SI provide, like serves to support the NE, extroverted intuition, by providing the safety, the stability, the predictability that I will go in knowing I will enjoy myself um, whilst, whilst I go down some sort of, you know, rabbit hole of new songs and music videos and um, dramas. And then, you know, apart from that, you know, container-like um, use of SI, there are some, you know, plain old comfort that SI brings too, like in the form of a favourite meal or a favorite restaurant or a throwback to a movie I loved when I was younger. And um, you know what I found interesting here is that these types of comfort memories or reliving comfortable experiences 
And I know that I said before, I don't really relive memories, but reliving experiences that I know I've enjoyed before um, is more about me experiencing these things again in the present moment. So it serves as a way to see how much um, I've changed and grown since the last time I experienced, say, that restaurant, um, or if I've stayed very much similar or the same. So it helps me get perspective on things. Um, and it helps me um, come back to the present moment. So I'm not in a memory or looking back onto something, even though I'm reliving an experience that I've, you know, know I've enjoyed before. And it's, I guess, a really good way for me also to gauge, um, you know, how I've grown and evolved. And as my SI has matured, I found respect and appreciation for systems and routines rather than just straight up resenting them or wishing I could interact with them, you know, the way that an SI dominant would. Um, I found a respect for the need to move my body and be present in my body. I found respect for needing a structure in life. And I feel that I can entertain routine in a more balanced way than I used to, which was either I would flat out reject them or go overboard with on implementing them or making them really prominent in my life. And none of those ways really works for me. And it's just, for me, it's more about peppering the structure in or have a really simple structure and approaching structure and routine and habits, um, knowing that, you know, placing the focus on them it's not going to work for me. It's just having them there in the background that helps me the most. Um, I have <clears throat> found that now I have someone help me with our dinners at dinner time each night. As I have a physical disability and that prevents me from being able to do a lot of food prep and cooking. Um, and now that she comes every day on a weekday, I have this daily routine with my helper. And I'm finding that I love the afternoon structure of coming home and that this person comes and helps with the dinner. My family eats as a family at the same time, and we eat pretty much the same thing each night, like fruit, um, fruit, <laughs> meats and vegetables, and everybody really likes it, and it's giving us some stability and structure. Um, so, and my family is a family of INFPs, INFJs, and ISFJs. So I'm an INFP, my husband's an INFJ, my oldest daughter's an INFP, and my youngest daughter's an ISFJ. And we all actually really like this structure and routine to end our day. Um, so this brings me to my next point, and that is that I'm starting to appreciate tradition. So things like family gatherings and birthdays, and I've even had a bunch of family photos from the past 10 years and a photo albums. Um, so I got a whole bunch of photos printed. I went through all of these digital photos, ordered a whole bunch of them over, you know, um, you know, since I had my first baby and ordered some photo albums and I really want to set them up like. I had growing up and um, allowing my children to experience that kind of thing. Um, so tradition is starting to, you know, feature for me, but not with, you know, but not with too much focus because that's just too much overwhelm for me. Just a little bit will, you know, really does suit me right now. Um, and as far as SI and the more fun and playful side of it, I find that I am really good at music trivia and random facts. Um, I have this music trivia game that we have only played once, but um, geez, it brought out the competitive side to me, like so competitive. My daughter didn't know <laughs> what 
what was going on. And my brain could find the answers to all sorts of strange questions. And it was so much fun. I really, really loved it. And, um, you know, it, it reminded me that I enjoy that kind of thing and those sort of games. And another thing that I seem to be quite good at is when we're watching K-drama, like my husband's really, really good at um, predicting the plot line. And I seem to be good at predicting what the next actual like dialogue line is. Um, so I'll just preempt that too many times. It's a lot of fun. Um, so I think, uh, especially after reflecting on how SI is showing up for me and how I'm allowing um, SI to just be what it is, you know, a tertiary function there to support those higher functions, um, that, you know, looking at it from that perspective has really um, put me in a good place with my SI. I think I'm not over-relying on it anymore and I'm engaging with it in a more laid-back way. I'm not rejecting it. I'm embracing it. Um, and so it's been really interesting to have a little look at that function because, as I said, I've been really prone to dismissing it and, you know, disowning it as a part of me. Anyway, um, that brings us to the end. I'd love to hear your experience with SI and whether you have come to love or resent it. Um, if you feel you're over-relying on it or under-relying under on it and just how you feel in general about this, this particular function. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to screenshot and share on Instagram stories and tag me in. Uh, my Instagram is elegant.daydreamer. And if you want to reach out and connect, you can contact me through my website, elegantdaydreamer.com. There's a contact form on there. And until next time, take care and um, stay safe.